It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to the Direct-to-Video Connoisseur podcast. It's Matt here, as always. And I, I almost could say, as always, too, with my, my guests here. But we've got uh, uh, Ty and Brett from Co-Opets Reviews. How are you guys doing? Hey, how's it going? Hi, everybody. Yeah. Well, I guess this is Ty. I, guess, I don't think we have similar yeah. voices. Or do we? In case, you know, for first-time listeners who uh, don't know that we're always on your podcast, this is Brett speaking. And this is Ty speaking. Excellent. Yo. Thank you, guys. You know what thing's actually kind of interesting? I think the last time I was on your show, mm-hmm. when you posted it, we got a whole bunch. I think I was telling Ty about this. We got um, a whole bunch of, of downloads for the episodes on my podcast that you guys were on. So, oh, um, that's great. Yeah. That's uh, I love hearing that. That's... Was it Trimble? You were on for Trimble just a few weeks ago. I think ago. it was the Trimble one that people listened yeah. to, and then they went and just like – yeah, I think that was the one that, yeah, because when you uploaded it, sorry, remember we uploaded, remember um, Richard Haas, I think, you know, shout out to him uh, with DTV Digest, he sure. he tagged Jerry Trimble yeah, in, the, he said, in the tweet. Yeah, I saw that, he responded. Yeah, he so. was like, thanks guys, and I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry wow, Trimble, wow. Yeah, we Trimble actually got some response from, from the Trimble himself, so that was that was very nice to see. Sure, that he cares. Maybe he <laughs> listened to it. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I was trying to remember if we said anything bad about him, but I don't think so. I think no, I we, did. Other, you know, we kid with love, I think, when we do kid. Yeah. Yes, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think people do get that. But maybe, I, I, I know, a, a certain Steven Seagal, maybe some... Yeah, more, well, like, we make fun of him a lot. But I mean, there, I mean, there's a slight chance we might have used the word meathead, but I think that's as bad as it got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we, it was 99 plus percent complimentary to the Trimble Man. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I like that yeah, Trimble Man. It, we were spotlighting him. We were, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, and we were thinking how good he was in movies like The Butcher. So, you know. Right. Yeah, he was probably very appreciative. Yeah. So. And he could have maybe answered our question that we had about, like, we remember we had that hypothesis that maybe he quit DTV films because he was doing smaller roles and bigger budget things. Uh, like so heat, work. you know, Al Pacino uh, and yeah. Trimble in the, in the yeah. picture. Everyone did the same bits again. Who are Jerry Trimble? <laughs> Great guy. <laughs> huh, Hal making an appearance. That's nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we always got. We gotta have more. It's more than just 
uh, time, Brett, right? When we do, when we do. <laughs> If you want, if you want more impressions, just come back to me later. <laughs> well, yeah, see, you know, you get Brett. That's that's the singular person you get on my end. But then with Ty, you would get the man of a thousand voices. You know? Oh, thanks. Very nice. Yeah. Maybe I'll sneak in some Dolph later. Yeah, yeah we always like to hear from Dolph. And, he, he thinks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we love the space queen, right? And that's right. Yes, we do the I'll do it. joke alive. Yeah. Sure. I love the face cream. It really helps my wrinkles. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, the, the guy's got to work. Well, I mean, I think we have something soon for the um, uh, no subject episode we'll do soon with yes. more with more Dolph material, which I won't spoil. <laughs> yes, so. we've got more ideas coming for that. So everybody, yeah, yeah. Keep, I mean, I mean, definitely they should be checking out because uh, you guys just put up a new um, a podcast recently. We did. Uh, yeah, so they should be subscribed to your podcast anyway. So that the moment we we do that that next uh, no subject episode on your podcast. They'll, they'll just log into their phone or whatever, and it'll be right there. They won't have to worry yes. about trying to find it or anything. And I do – and uh, here's the segue. I do – I think there is something from our most recent podcast that you wanted to comment on about the uh, – oh, I believe it was the cliche of the day. Yeah, so right. you're, 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 in, your, in your most recent podcast episode, your, your cliche of the day was um, when the bad guy, right, when he kills somebody and he says, you know, nothing personal, just business. Um, yes. And a lot of times too, it's like a, a guy who who we knew was a bad guy throughout the entire movie, but like maybe you know the, the the cast thought he was a good guy, and he was like maybe he you know he he turns on everybody or something like that. Um, but I always see that that whole like um, you know nothing personal, strictly business. I've always seen that as like the equivalent to in you know real life when people say things like I don't want to sound like a jerk, but and then they say something <laughs> that's completely jerky or you know I don't mean to sound <laughs> racist, but and they say something that's completely racist as if like that somehow like absolves them from from doing that. Um, you know, somebody is shooting me. I'm going to take it personally. I don't care if it's only business. <laughs> right? It's personal. Usually, me, right? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be flipping about it. Yeah, flip it. It's like, ah, eh, he's shooting me. No problem. It's like, <laughs> well, and usually they're wearing the the shooter, not the shootee. I guess the person being shot would be the shootee, but yeah. the uh, the shooter was, is usually wearing a suit when they say that. Oh, yeah, uh, memory serves. You know, usually a suit and tie. Um, Possibly to underline the fact that it's uh, just business, nothing personal, you know. You're flipping the script. <laughs> right. And, and, and I guess that's supposed to make me say when, when I'm getting shot, you know, if he's wearing oh, okay. a suit, that makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah it, it, I guess it isn't, you know. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just as dead either way, I guess. But I guess that means when I'm dead, I'm, you know, be, right before I'm dead, I don't take it as personally. Right. You're not supposed to feel bad. Like yeah, he maybe, like, oh, he maybe getting shot. He doesn't want to hurt your feelings. No, no. If I was getting shot, I'd go ah, oh. you know, because I get shot five hundred <laughs> times with a Tommy gun. You know, like, right, exactly. <laughs> well, I know that's your dream. Yeah. <laughs> with a Tommy gun, yeah, that one. <laughs> right. do, do the old shimmy when you right when yeah. you're. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I love it. The other thing too, I always think about with those is like. If if the if it's the hero right that the the guy is turning on and saying like hey it's you know it's nothing personal strictly business usually it involves like the hero either getting tortured or like getting put in some kind of trap or something that they have to escape from so that's the other thing too is that it, there's there's some advantage to being the hero in that circumstance because you're not just killed like the way somebody else in the film would be. Right. Yeah, and and then you brought up another cliche, which is PT, as we call it on the website, pre uh, prerequisite torture. Where the hero, and pretty much every movie post First Blood, there's usually a scene where the hero is tortured in some way, which we call PT. Ironically, not physical therapy, but prerequisite oh, torture of the hero. Um, 
Yeah, yeah it, it? it's funny. Like you watch like Showdown in Little Tokyo, which is like a, well, yeah, a just seventy-five that movie. Example. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. It's like a perfect movie. And like, I mean, if they didn't have that scene in it where where um, Dolphin and and um, Brandon Lee are getting tortured, would any of us have come out of that movie and said, "Boy, you know, it was good," but man, I, I would have <laughs> liked to have seen Dolphin in in. Brandon Lee get tortured a little bit to make it a little bit more believable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the torture is usually my least favorite part of any movie. I mean, I'm just not a big torture fan. I guess they're out there because there's so many, like, movies that involve torture. But, you know, it's just I think it's just to show that the hero is tough and can withstand anything. Yeah. Yeah, it, one of the things that there was a... Um, when I first started doing the blog um, in, like, 07, around that time, I was doing... You know, Van Damme movie. Um, I can't remember what the Van Damme movie was. Maybe it was Sudden Death or not Sudden Death. Um, when, um Until Death or something like Until that. Until Death. Okay, yeah, he was a cop yeah. on the edge. It was some movie where he's like, he gets captured by the baddies and he's like shirtless, <laughs> and they tie him up and hang him upside down. Um, and I guess that's <laughs> how they're getting information out or something like that. And so, you know, I was going through the IMDb page for it, and I noticed one of the tags was shirtless male bondage. And I was like, huh. You know, and of course, of course. I bring that up in the post. And I'm like, are, are people are into that? I didn't realize, you know, I guess I guess you're into anything, right? And, and that ended up being like the most popular Van Damme post I did because like. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> right, exactly. When you put something out on the Internet, you never know who you're going to reach. But, you know, some of those IMDb tags are really funny. They're like female nudity. It's like, oh. OK, great. You know, so I, I, yeah, some of those are very funny. I think we have one of those shirtless male bondage people on um, what's the movie? Arm Response. Cause I think Brent Hoff is tortured. Right. I think some guy commented on that. Like, hey, look, he's tortured and he's shirtless. Doesn't Gwendolyn have to do with like bondage or something like that? I haven't um, watched it yet. Um, no, I've seen it. I just it's, it's very light. It's not like you know, heavy series. It's very comic booky, but I think there might be an element in Gwendolyn to that, and it has Brenhoff, so um, uh, there I, might I be a connection a there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, it it makes me it wonder, when people make these movies, like, especially, like, now when you're making movies, I mean, you know, back then, obviously, in the, the 80s and 90s, you didn't know you were making, you know, a movie that would be tagged on an IM, internet movie, <laughs> right. but it makes me wonder if nowadays, like, I was thinking about that with Will's, uh, you know, exploding helicopter, um, you know, pod, or, you know, his, his, blog and podcast where a lot of movies are tagged with exploding helicopter and like you wonder if people just put those things into the movie so that they get the tags and and people stumble across them on imdb uh for that purpose but i you know i you never know i guess maybe you know i i, I would like to think that people are putting what they put in their movies for the imdb tags but my guess is probably not but you know, hey you never know it's a crazy <laughs> world out there <laughs> I do want to mention, I guess I don't want this to be like a rant, but, you know, I was telling you oh, that yesterday. Now, I'm not going to be uh, like Dennis Miller, like cha cha yeah. or recess. <laughs> so it's like, I want to go off on a rant here. I'm going off on a rant here. Almost like Christian Slater. but yeah. uh, Christian Slater meets Dennis Miller. But uh, you better roses. I have a rant about that. But uh, anyway, I was telling uh, Matt about the Polish guy. He doesn't like our oh. reviews on the site. <laughs> it's all been well. uh, squared away but that's that's just ridiculous yeah and i guess for those that don't know on our website conferencereviews.net someone we don't actually know who it was but they flagged two of our reviews that the one thing the two reviews have in common is the the movies are both set in poland and beyond forgiveness and gun blast vodka starring got auto 
Right. So then I don't know why. And I don't, there's, there's so many crazy people out there, but I guess he, I don't know. I honestly don't know why, because there's nothing offensive in them, but no. he, he, then the blogger came back to, Oh no, they're fine. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with them. Yeah. We got reinstated yeah. 20 minutes later, or maybe even less, but it was just like, I thought I had to jump to hoops, you know, because uh, it's just weird to think that there's people out there flagging your reviews, which are not offensive in any way. No, and, we said nothing wrong and for Gun Blast Bog and nothing over Beyond Forgiveness. I, but then Blogger realized they love Gatado and TIG. <laughs> well, as, as we all do. Yeah. As quickly <laughs> yeah, as that's as inevitable. Yeah. yeah, that's inevitable oh, for every oh. every person. Gatado, oh, reinstate immediately. <laughs> we we can't have some Gatado related material off of Blogger for any length of time, sort of or matter. TIG for that matter. <laughs> Thomas Thomas Ian Griffin for those that's who right don't exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 quite a, a world that we navigate with these blogs, right? Like it's like, and, and like because because we 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 both use bloggers, so we're like familiar with that one and the things that mm-hmm. pop up there. Um, I don't know if like WordPress has its own. I was about set to say, of, is WordPress uh, good or? Uh, I would imagine they do, and Tumblr probably does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, the thing that's good about Blogger, I guess, is that it's like all kind of synced with Google, and and it, that makes it easier, uh, but. Yeah, you just never know like what's going to – I mean, I guess the fact that they were able to reinstate them so quickly you know, makes me feel better about it if somebody ever were to do that with me, you know, with one of mine in, in the future. Like, uh, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if somebody, like, you know, just didn't like the – you know. I mean, thinking about somebody who could have done it, like Albert Pion, um, I think right. – yeah. He could have been flagged. <laughs> right, exactly. I think the first time I reviewed Mean Guns, um, I, I said that uh, a person who directed car commercials could have done a better job than this one. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't have to flag anything. He could have. Instead, he was, like, nice about, like, you know, other reviews I did. And, and then he was, like, later on, he was like, do you, do you mind giving Mean Guns another look? I, I think you might actually, you know, like it better. And I was like, oh, man, that's what I said about that. And he, he's, like, actually talking to me on that. You know, it's like, you know, like, you know. I thought Mean Guns is a tough sit, but that's a, that's a mate. So. Yeah, that was what I thought too. Um, and but I, I probably, you know, I probably could have said that in a better way than uh, than somebody who directed car commercials could have done it. Well, I was thinking of it this way, you know, you could have been meaner. You could have said someone who directs insurance commercials could have done a better job. Because <laughs> anyone who listens to our, yeah, anyone who listens to our podcast knows I hate insurance commercials. You're so nonstop lately, just nonstop. It's so. So if you really wanted to go below the belt, you could have said that. So car commercials, you know, you know, that's not so bad. A lot of actually famous people have directed car commercials. So, you know, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. No, and what happened good. to that Zoom Zoom kid? Maybe, maybe yeah. he's probably older now. Oh, right, you I know. remember that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the, the the insurance commercial thing is like, it's the most. I, I don't know what it is. But like, I mean, you know, I, I, my wife said we don't own a car, so we don't need to get car insurance. But it's just like, yeah, it's it's like the main companies. It, it's almost like if you ever go to commercial, like anything goes to commercial, there's at least one of each of them. Yeah, like, I, I, like, exactly. What you can never escape at least yeah, one. Yeah, and, and they're relentless. I mean, they're just yeah. relentless, and and they're not, and they're everywhere. They're on billboards and internet and TV and anywhere you look. And and not only are they relentless and so unbelievably repetitive, but they're so annoying. They have these like annoying songs and ah, yes. oh, just don't get me started. You know, it's, this is your podcast. I don't want to turn it into the <laughs> I hate insurance commercials show. But yeah, you know, the more people I can kind of like connect with about this the better i'd feel like i'd love for people to come back and say yeah i hate those insurance commercials too just enough already so i'm just trying to get the word out about hating insurance commercials <laughs> yeah i i think you know I, I i don't know i mean the insurance industry must be so competitive 
and lucrative at the same time that like, I mean, because it's not even like these insurance companies, like the, the commercials are everywhere, but it's like a lot of them have like multiple kinds of ad campaigns. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like they'll have like like a, a few different types. So it's like you and, and like like but like my wife and I were, were talking about one the other day and like um, we were talking about one and she, and she was like, oh, somebody else has a commercial for them, too. And I was like, no, they do a commercial for another company. <laughs> it's like you, 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 they kind of all bleed together, too, at some point. Well, exactly. Exactly. I don't know how you keep track of it all. And then they try to gussy it up with these jokes and like, oh, these Geico commercials are so funny. It's like, no, they're not. Stop thinking Geico commercials are funny. They just, just stop. You they know, these emus. And it's like, I don't want to hear. I want to see one more emu. Like, yeah, you know, or, or, I don't want to see Dr. Skoda, you know, uh, singing about farmers. <laughs> I don't want to see anything about yeah. that. Just stop. Yeah. It's yeah. That, that whole emu thing, they think that is so funny. <laughs> and it is like the most unfunny thing ever. And it's almost like it, it's like, you know, like somebody in school or somebody who's like telling a joke and everybody kind of like uncomfortably chuckles and they read that as like, oh, everybody thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is what it's like. I think that's true for the Geico gecko. So, OK, so Geico somewhat kind of sounds like gecko. So let's just hammer that for 35 years, 20, 25 I mean, years, 50 years. Yeah. I mean, so I think they did the same thing with the emu. It's like, it's yeah. stop, just stop yeah, at all. Mute fast enough or change yeah. the channel. Anything. No, I, I've, I'm waging a jihad against insurance <laughs> commercials. Muting, turning off, changing channel, averting my eyes if I ever see them. I'm just, I'm all out in, in resisting them. Maybe that's like an idea for the the no subject podcast. It's like you know this guy, like this cop on the edge, or like this this revenge. So I, like like maybe somebody died because of an insurance commercial. Like maybe oh, like okay. run over. Right, like somebody's like <laughs> yeah. in their car and they hear the insurance commercial come on, and it's so annoying that they're they're trying to change the station and 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 they 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 they, they can't get the the button. Maybe like the button falls off on the the knob or something, and then they <laughs> yeah. they get to look up and and like they they get into a car accident and their whole family dies except for them, you know, the wife and kids. And it's like, right. I'm gonna get all of them, you know. It's like they're they're sitting at home, like you know, like like uh, you know, sort of mourning the loss of their wife and kids and and then they you know like the stubble's there and they, they got the <laughs> pants and the cigarette and and then they see the commercials and they're like oh you know and so that's you know sort of like the scene of them going to like the the, the their their friend the, the machine gun joe character right yeah equips them with all the weapons and then they just go on like this rampage of just murdering oh i love it i love it that would be like my favorite movie of all time i would just i would love that it would be like um First blood meets falling down. Like it would just That'd be great. I'm trying to it would just be the it. most and then but there would have to be a twist. You see, it couldn't just be a guy doing like an office shooting. You yeah. know it, it would have to be like the head of the insurance company is you know conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. And we, we have to get to ruin people's lives through insurance company commercials. Yeah, yes. Or like a Halloween three type thing where they're trying to like brainwash people through the commercials to do they're their already bidding. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, cause, right. They want us to like hear like these cute sound songs and be like, oh, now I need to get insurance. Like, oh, here's the list. of, Oh, look at I got the little jingle in my head or, oh, there was oh, a funny yeah. thing with an emu there. Maybe I'll get their insurance. And it's like, you know, like, you know, for the rest of us who don't, you know, I mean, I don't know how many times people change their, their car insurance um, throughout their lifetime. But I mean, I guess that's the thing is like, I guess. There must be like some sort of financial incentive for them to bombard us with these commercials because I, I have to imagine the ad spends are are huge. Oh, it's huge. Uh, yeah. yeah. And well, it's, and then 
Yeah, I was saying in the movie, I just had an idea. So, like, you know, it's like a Pavlov's dog kind of thing. So they play the insurance jingle, and then someone's, like, in the middle of doing something something in their house, and they just, like, robotically and mechanically, like, get up and leave the house. Because they're, like... insurance? You know, well, no, no, but to, to kill or something, kill, you know, like... sleeper cell? Yeah, and it's that, the, the song from the insurance commercial, like, wakes them up. So, you know, these armies of people are just, like, leaving their house, and then they're, like, going to do the bidding of, like, the grand... Um, you know, the master of all this who would be revealed, uh, you know, it could be that sort of thing that awakens them to do evil things. Yeah. And we can invent our own insurance companies. It could be like, um, you know, in, in Pulp yeah. Fiction where he had red apple cigarettes instead of an actual cigarette mm-hmm. brand because he didn't want to give any, you know, publicity to any of the cigarette companies. We could make our own insurance companies up. Yeah. Like make yeah. Oh, yeah. Commercials. Well, we could figure something out there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so then when people look see every time they hear an insurance commercial after seeing the movie they're like yeah that's as bad you know it's like yeah you've just destroyed the insurance company you know, like, <laughs> yes that's oh man that would be so great if we could do that like that would that'd be Donald took a hit for a little while because of supersize me right right exactly yeah it's kind of the same idea like they would have to completely try to rebrand themselves because we just be, well, you know every commercial I, would be lampooned or just well, I mean, advertise less how about that i mean because well, okay, speaking of McDonald's, like, I was, yeah, um, do McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts need to advertise? Like, oh, are people going to go to McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts anyway, no matter what? Like, or someone say, oh, it's a new McDonald's ad. And they're like screeching over in mid-traffic to go I, to McDonald's. I need a munchkin now. It's like- yeah, I mean, I just don't see that happen. I feel like they could cut back on their advertising budgets and then give all their employees a raise. And then... I mean, don't you think if you ask the employees of Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's, what would you rather have? Another like multi, multi million dollar ad campaign that doesn't do anything or a raise in your paycheck? What do you think they would say? Yeah. The race. Right. Or, or like, do you have to add 30 things to the menu? Like, like when I go to Dunkin' Donuts, like I'm like looking at this huge menu of items and it's like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like. Sure, I'd, I'd, I'd like to try this or try that, but I also would be perfectly fine if I walked into that Dunkin' Donuts and half of those things weren't on there. Or same thing with McDonald's. Like, I don't need like a crispy this or crispy that thing. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, like if I went into McDonald's and it just had like the standards that I remember from 30 years ago, like I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm leaving. No, nope, they, yeah. they, they haven't put anything new on this menu in years. I can't eat here. It's just not right. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, I think it's one of those make work things where like certain people have jobs at McDonald's and they just have to keep their jobs going. So they just invent stuff, even if it doesn't need to be invented. You know, it, well, it's like, like crispy like, chicken, I, I see that, beef sandwich. You know, it's like, well, yeah, they just move stuff around. Like, you know, occasionally they'll roll out McDonald's pizza or McDonald's fajitas or whatever, I, you know. <laughs> Um, I think we're but, supposed uh, to be talking about somebody shortly. Uh, I have a good nah. some sort of segue. Nah. Okay. <laughs> I know we kind of we kind of we kind of well you know we could segue here actually. Yeah, here's a good the, segue. Rob okay. Because, he loves avocado toast today. from Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Yeah, because yeah. like, the guy we're talking about, Robert Ginty, is someone who um oh, I always right. refer to as Ginty. Um, <laughs> That's a good so, point. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, good comfort food. You know, I mean, a good Dinty more beef stew or Ginty more beef stew. It's like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, that, and that's how that, that came about, right? Because you probably saw, like, hmm, Ginty more beef stew. <laughs> like, right, I just heard the word Ginty, and I just in my head, like, Ginty more beef Because you know, when I was a kid, you know, that was, like, a big thing was that, you know, you'd get, like, like Dinty more or beef roni or those kinds of things. And it was, like, you could always just, like, you know, if my, my parents were working or whatever. Like, those were, like, kind of the first things I learned how to cook, right? You just, like, dump the can in a, in a, in a, in a pot and... and and heat it on medium heat for like 10 minutes or something. And, oh, there we go. That's my, my after-school meal or something. Yeah, so it has positive associations. Uh, 
and so that's why you like Robert Ginty so much. I'm sure. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean, one of the things I was thinking about when we were, you know, we were coming up with the idea for this show um, of you know talking about Robert Ginty is that. You know, he might have been the first DTV star. Like it was just like you know, strictly like kind of like kind of that as DTV was becoming a thing in the in the mid '80s. He might have been like the first one that was like he's doing DTV stuff almost exclusively. It's a good point because he did a lot of interesting stuff in the late '80s, which I'll mention. I mean, like Gold Raiders, something like that. Yeah, yeah. He was going all over the world doing these movies for different international directors and production companies and um most of them if not all of them ended up direct to video here they might have played in theater overseas but he and in, in the u.s they're all dtv and um and just so people don't get confused we're not talking about jesse vint we're talking <laughs> yes. about robert ginty different, robert, different robert gint. yeah gint yeah <laughs> yeah when he came over in ellis island they almost shortened it to that but they decided to leave the y <laughs> Why exactly? Well, that was one of the things I was thinking about when, um, because you know, on 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 your podcast, you guys have um the bid for seriousness, right? Where somebody yeah. uses the nickname for their first name, um, yeah. but you know, obviously Robert is not the nickname, right? That's the serious name, but because Ginty, it seems like it's short for something else. So I was thinking, like, I don't know, maybe like Robert Gintru would be if you want to. Get <laughs> Robert Gintington? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, Bob Bob Gintington. Just like that. <laughs> yeah, that's his real name. Then he he lengthened the first name and shortened the last name. Just, uh, yeah, well. I don't see that done too often. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting with with him. Um, you know, for me, I think my first experience with with him. You know, I mean, I, I had seen him and stuff. You know, I think he's one of those actors that you know because he did stuff like in the seventies and eighties on TV shows that like you'd see him in things, but you really wouldn't think anything. Or at least for me, I, I would right. see things but not think anything. Right, of it, but, I get what you're saying there. Like, yeah, and I think beyond the Exterminator, I think the first time I really experienced him was when uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand made fun of Warriors of the Lost or Warrior of the Lost World, <laughs> um, where mm. they kept was the caper chase guy and they were talking about his, his like demeanor and like how he was like whining and stuff like that and um, <laughs> you know I, I've come to know that that's kind of just how Ginty is in his movies and it's actually kind of charming now um, but um, you know that was like my first introduction to him yeah um, I think mine was the well, exterminator I, I, yeah it, I, it has to be the exterminator well, and I, I'm a fan of the second one I think it's underrated and underappreciated um, but if we're just talking about, but if we're just talking about, you know, um, our first introduction to to the Ginster, I would have to say it's the Exterminator, which you know, with that in itself was a video store classic. Um, you know, kind of branching off from its, I guess you'd call it Grindhouse initial run. You know, like I think of that as being like a really good example of an '80s sort of Forty like Second Street Grindhouse, yeah, gritty grindhousey movie which i love i mean that's like my bread and butter I and mean, i love movies like that so obviously i was very into the exterminator and um and, and part two as well because it makes me think of the executioner part two there's no executioner part one <laughs> <laughs> no there isn't and that's a great movie that people should watch too um no i haven't seen the executioner oh you should <laughs> it's so much fun you just want to laugh just watch it I mean, it's so absurd. It's great. It's really great. You will be entertained thoroughly. Yeah, it, it's it's funny. You know, actually, now that you mentioned about Exterminator, I I, I kind of forgot about that fact that it was very much a um, 
it, you know, it was like a, a, an HBO staple and a, and a video store staple. It's like whenever you went to the action section, there was that picture um, of, uh, you know, the cover there with him holding the, the flamethrower with the, with yeah, the, yes. the awesome. mask on and like, everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was one that, like, I don't think, I, I think it was one of those things where, like, if you opened a video store, like, you, you were given <laughs> a copy of that to put on the shelf. Like, as, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's part, part of the deal, like, part of, like, the, the video store owner's guild of America. Would hand you a copy <laughs> well, of yeah, that. certain movies, yeah, definitely in the video store era, there were certain movies like that. And I think they varied from video to video store, which is, you know, video store to video store, which is just another thing that makes the mom and pop video store era so fascinating. But yes, I do think that was one of them for a lot of video stores. And what's interesting about Ginty and him being like a video store, you know, staple is like, okay, you're out of Stallone, you're out of Schwarzenegger. It's like, you know, I'm going to roll the dice on Robert Ginty. He was like, he was a roll of dice type of guy. Usually he delivered though. Yeah, you have to take it, a chance on them. That's the thing. Right. Well, because one of the things I think when we were growing up was that we went to the movie theater a lot more. And so it was like if you were, you know, with a group of friends and you had to pick out a movie, it was almost a given that somebody would have watched one of the, you know, if it was a big movie, you know, a Stallone movie or a Schwarzenegger movie, something like that. There's a, a good chance that somebody, at least somebody in the group had seen it. And it's like, well, what's a movie that nobody has seen yet? Um, yes. Yeah, and, I love this. Right. Ginty was more likely to be one that nobody had yeah. seen yet. <laughs> Like that's true. You can sort of pull that card and say, "Oh, yeah, you guys have seen this and this, but have you seen this?" You know, it's kind of like that. You know that uh, what's what? I don't know what the right word for that is. It's like a a surprise move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, "Whoa, Kinty! Like, what's this awesome cover?" It's like, is that what you said? (laughs) Um, Sure. Why not? Well, certainly with the Exterminator, who would look at that cover, that VHS cover, and not want to rent it? That is not even possible. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you make. Oh, 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 sorry. No, I thought I said. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) One of the things I'm thinking about, Ty, with your your Instagram page is that, you know, Ginty, I think more than anybody, he he's the kind of person that would make movies that those covers, like if you, you know, would post one of those Ginty covers, it would just boom, a hundred likes, like right away. Like he (laughs) he made like the most, like kind of like even his movies that weren't that good, like those the VHS covers had that like nostalgia VHS look to them um, that that I always love. And he was front and center on a lot of the covers. So he was a star in his own right that like his face was enough to be front and center on these boxes. I mean, obviously not the exterminator because that was early on and he was wearing a mask, but later where like, if you look at the cover for, um, I mean, any of his video store classics, but certainly out on bail, that's, that's just like Ginty looking mean, holding a gun. And then he, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get Ginty unleashed. <laughs> I love that. I love that we're talking about Robert Ginty. Yeah. Now, now, one of the fun. things... <laughs> now, one thing I should confess is I haven't seen as many Ginty movies as I, I, I would like to have. Okay. Um, so, so it's like probably when we go through the list, there's going to be a bunch that 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 uh, you guys have that I haven't seen before. Um, and uh, one of the things that kind of disappointed me was that there were some some that I really wanted to see that are just not anywhere. Like they're not on. You you really have to like get them through. You know, get like find them through a, a secondary VHS seller. Um, because they weren't on YouTube, and that they, you know, Tubi or one of those places doesn't have them, which is which is too bad. So uh, we may find some of the ones that we're talking about here kind of fit that category of, uh, you know, you, you may not be able to find them. Well, I think that's certainly the case with um, a movie called Maniac Killer. Yeah, I want to see that one. I would love to find that. It has both Fenton, Chuck Connors, and Robert Ginty. 
and it's about like a like a serial killer on the loose and uh, i'd love to find that anywhere that I've... yeah yeah it, have you seen that available review. The, the german person reviewed it and they they must have gotten a german <laughs> copy of it um i, mean, I wonder I'll if that's on one... youtube is it on youtube no I'll, i would watch on youtube yeah, I mean, I wonder if this is one we might have to get Simon, talk to Simon, and see if he found, like, a, a German VHS copy. Oh, yeah, because this was never released in the U.S., I don't think. Okay. Yeah. So I typed in Maniac Killer 1987 in YouTube. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, it's all just clips. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that's too rare for right now, unless someone uploads it. Yeah. I hope someone I, I, is listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we we can... Uh, you want to jump to the list, or you want? Why not? Just yeah, take... why not? We'll, we'll, we'll jump right in, and so um, yeah, I think we'll we'll kind of do it like we usually do, right? We'll we'll, yeah. we'll see if we have overlap, and that will kind of skip us through if we need to. But uh, yeah, we'll kind of we'll kind of go from there. So well, yeah, if you want to uh, do your, your your number five. Okay, I have Codename Vengeance. Is that, that's your number five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my number five too. Oh, oh perfect! Immediate yeah. overlap. I love that. Uh, Monroe Beeler. Yes, nothing like Justin Bieber at all. <laughs> Well, this movie is notable for this one particular scene that yes. we've talked about. Now, I don't want to give it away. No, Matt, it's your show. Matt if you want to give it away, watched it. Um, so, yeah, if I, you want to talk about it, that's entirely up to you. I but think, I do I, want to say I that this is the scene it. makes the movie. Yeah. So, well, let, we should talk about it. But if you if you want to be kind of you know. Uh, if you want no spoilers when you get to watch the movie, um, you know, just just skip ahead about uh, 30 seconds um, or maybe a minute. Seconds. Well, unless we keep talking about for 15 minutes, you got to skip a lot. Which <laughs> <Right? laughs> is entirely possible because it's, it's, it's an amazing it's, moment. It, yeah, if, if you hear us, yeah, if you, if, 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 if you don't hear us talking about a different movie, yeah, yeah, keep that in mind. So, yeah. <laughs> or if you hear the word forklift said numerous yeah, yeah, times, listen for the word forklift. Forklift. Yeah, listen for that noise, Ty. Just white fire. It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, they're talking about white fire. Okay, it's safe now. Yeah, I mean, I would say one thing I would say about what, us talking about this is it may sell you on watching the movie. Like you, you may hear us talking about it, and and it sounds so great that it might be the thing that makes you want to actually watch this. That's true too. Yeah, that is true. And people yeah. might not care because it's not really a spoiler. It's just because it has nothing to do with the plot. It's just it's just a great moment that it is surprising and fun when you first see it and you don't know it's coming. So it's not technically a spoiler, but it kinda is because. You know, it's better to go in fresh, in my personal opinion. But, hey, you're the listener. You decide. Before yeah. we get to this, I just want to, you know, I mentioned Beeler. It sounds like Bieber. Which right. I have to mention, again, that Justin Bieber wanted to do a remake of Fear with Marky Mark. Oh, did and he? Then, I didn't hear yeah, which is really oh. funny. And he wanted his uh, his blessing, Marky Mark's blessing. He's like, nah, nah, man. It's like, <laughs> he, so, said no. what, he said yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, Marky Mark said no. But wouldn't it be great, though, if it was made? Because it would be Justin Bieber, I don't know, stalking, you know, Selena Gomez. So, right. <laughs> he's he's a high pitched voice and he's like, I'm yeah. going to kill you or whatever. <laughs> the thing is, is he would really have to pull off a massive, a Boston accent because that's what yeah. made fear for me was Mark Wahlberg being like, Daddy, you will forever hold your peace, you know, and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, I, well, I don't get too many spoilers. I think, what, Ray, you haven't seen fear? I've never actually seen fear, so. Okay. But it's, I don't think we're going to be talking about Fear that much longer. So, oh, but I, I just wanted to mention that again because it's a funny idea of Bieber made remade Fear. It would just yeah. be on all these lists next to Geely or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Bieber Fear remake would be. Yeah, well, it's never too late. But, but yeah, um, we'll go to the the bit with Courtney Vengeance. We'll get right to, the, to keep talking yeah. about the list. I mean, because when when I was 
So, so when I mentioned to you, Ty, that I was going to watch Codename Adventures, because I think it's available on FilmRise. Um, so if anybody has FilmRise, I mean, FilmRise, is, it's, it's free, and I think it's one of those things where you can get the app on, like, your, your Roku device or your cable box or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that was how I watched it, was through that. And, and so you had mentioned, like, there's a scene that you're really going to love. And so then when I got, like, about, when I got to the scene, I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, forklift, grenades, that's about it. You were like, yeah, <laughs> This is so great because, you know, it's it's so slow moving and they've ample time to avoid their fate. And they they just they're just yelling like, ah, ah, (laughs) just kind of letting this um, explosion play out. And they even though they have ample, ample time to avoid it, it's just it's it's gut bustingly hilarious. I, I mean, it's so funny. Well, that and also I like that he, for good measure, so he's, so just for people that, that you know, just to kind of let everybody know what that happens is that they're, you know, Ginty and the guy that he's with are, are sort of like, you know, in a, in a firefight with some of the baddies. So the baddies are, are led by, um, by James Ryan. So anybody who's ever seen Space Mutiny, James Ryan is the guy who talks about confusing, was it uh, treason with, with freedom or something? And he like stabs somebody. Um, and also he's the guy from um, American Cyborg Steel Warrior, right? Yes. I or, believe so. Yeah. Was he, yeah. the, he was the, you know, he was the steel warrior, right? Yeah. He American cyborg. Yeah, he was the steel warrior is Joe Lara, right? Right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I think he was kind of a mainstay for AIP because this is this was an AIP film. Um, it's it's directed by David Winters. Um, mm-hmm. and so I think he kind of did a lot of, along with Cameron Mitchell, who's also in the movie. But um, but you know, it, it, so so like they're shooting, they're having a shootout with with James Ryan's baddies, and they load <laughs> Kinty loads up a forklift with like what like gasoline and grenades. Yeah, and, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and he just sends it at these guys. It kind of you know sets it in motion, but then also too for good measure he bowls a uh, a grenade underneath <laughs> it. I think to set it off. Like he just kind of like rolls it in its direction, and uh, so yeah, it was like. I, you know, I, it's one of those things where I think like the the, the movies from this time um, and and the ideas that people were making you know, when they made these movies, I, I don't think you could ever do anything like that today. Like I think you know, if somebody made a movie in twenty twenty one and they did that, it would either be seen as too like campy, like somebody was doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. It just it it, it works in nineteen eighty seven somehow. Absolutely, and that's part of what makes it so enjoyable. And and the way we described it, it's hard. To- to see how funny it is but it's it's all about the timing of it like you have to keep your eye on the timing of how this all plays out and i guarantee you will laugh a hundred percent chance yeah so that alone makes the movie yeah yeah and and ginty has that like ginty quality to him that um (laughs) this sort of like like kind of you know i mean he's got the new york accent that he he really never had any interest in, in in trying to get rid of he just you know he was happy to have his new york accent all the time he almost kind of slurs his words but but there's like a presence that he has where you're just like yeah you got to see him you know we want to see him yes. like take the, take all these guys down so it all kind of works in that sense oh absolutely and that and it's definitely a throwback to whole the whole exterminator thing it's just like i'm a new york guy and that's it you know that just it, there is something very charming about that again once the, the type of thing you would not get today well, you know. That's a good start to watch. Well, you start watching Exterminator 1 and 2, and then you move on to other Ginties. This would be another good starting point. Yeah, I mean, after you've watched Exterminator 1 and 2, that if you've never seen any Ginties, watch those. That would be like your opening Ginties that you yeah. would need to watch if you are not familiar. And then you move on to Codename Vengeance. 
Yeah. Now, now I should point out. I think the exterminator is is not as easy. Well, we can, we'll, we'll talk about those later. But um, yeah, this is one you can find. This is one that okay, you, you can find. So I think yeah, it's 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 definitely you know it's it's for me it's I I, I definitely had fun with it. I think it's uh you know oh yeah it's, yeah it's 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 good ginty. The good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good right, skin. This is my number five as well. Then um, what what was your oh. number four? Out on bail. Okay, so this is one I haven't seen yet. Okay. Oh, this is. Oh, you were gonna like this one. This is Prime Ginty. Is it? Yeah. yeah he, has, he has like a he rides a motorcycle. He has a cool kind of half stubble, and he got <laughs> Kathy Shower. I don't know if you've seen yeah. any of her movies. It's, it's like, <laughs> no. With a name like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, she was sort of you know mainstay of the uh, thriller, erotic thrillers, aka Sizzlers, you know, yeah. of the time. So it's. Uh, he plays a guy named John D, and he's kind of like an ex-con from the. Well, I'm trying to remember the plot too much, but he's like, um, he's cleaning up the town. He's cleaning up the corrupt town. Right, and he's sort of, he's sort of like there, and people want to get rid of him, but he's doing his own thing, and he doesn't talk very much. So you don't really know what he's up to, and then, um, but he has his own mission, and he won't be swayed, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, he has his own brand of justice. So it's like, <laughs> no, it is, is available it, on YouTube. So um, oh, good, thank goodness. So yeah, it's are available. Froggy flicks. I don't know if you've heard of fro- Froggy flicks. I think they've froggy got a good flicks? amount of stuff on there. I think <laughs> we've come across Froggy flicks yeah, once or twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So definitely check that out. What's uh, your number four? So my number four is Three Kinds of Heat. Um, <laughs> well, I've never seen that. I've heard of it. I've never, never seen, seen it either. So it's, a, it, it's an interesting one. So just based on your description of Out on Bail, um, I don't know if it's as good as, as Out on Bail. Um, it does drag a little bit, but but Gindy is fantastic in it. I think that's part of it. It's, he just has it's it's an old canon flick. So it's it's um, mm. it's, um it, so it, it has that canon late '80s feel to it. You know, from a production standpoint. Um, I, yeah, it, I know what you mean. That kind of production value. It's it's good, but it's also kind of a little bit junky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it has exactly all that. It takes it, it's shot in both New York and London, um, and so so Ginty plays this guy who's who's working for the State Department, and they're chasing this this organized crime ring called the Black Lion, and at mm-hmm. the same time, um, Shakti Chen, who's in it, and then Victoria Barrett is the, is the other star. That, that so Victoria Barrett's a New York cop, and Shakti Chen's a Hong Kong cop who chases. Um, you know that 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 classic. Um, I, I don't you know call it that, maybe that's another cliche, right? The the cop from another. Uh, precinct in another part of the world who has to team up. Um, oh yes, yeah. Lot, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the three kinds of heat then. Yeah, right? exactly. So. Yeah, so those are the three kinds of heat. And he, um, yeah. what happens is he's he's told by like like I guess like the I don't know if it's like the UN or something because he works for the State Department. They're like, you got to be the one to take down the black line. And he's like, well, well, I need a team to work with. You know, I got to find some guys to work with. And, and so it's like I have these two women that I met because because what happens is we, he meets the two women in a shootout at um JFK Airport where they're checking their bags um when the, the baggage check. And so he's like, yeah, I know these two women that would be perfect for this, you know. And so you know, he teams up. With it's almost like Rodney Dangerfield. That'd be like yeah, yeah, Rod I Dangerfield, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rod. Mike is, is, yeah, it's probably Mike is kind of a cross between uh, Yogi Bear and uh and and, and Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. I got no respect I, from these women. I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. I got no respect for these picnic baskets. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, what a combination. Yeah. Um, it is on Prime. I think it. It for oh, me. It is? It's, okay. Yeah, it, it, I think for me, it's. It, I think if this movie again, this is kind of like what we were saying about Codename Vengeance. I think if this movie was made in 2020, you'd be like, man, this is boring. It's 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 not going anywhere. It's got a lot of like moments in the middle where nothing's happening. Whereas in 1987, there's enough nostalgia that when things aren't happening in the middle, 
if there's like so many like '80s things to pick out and be like, oh, look at that, look at that, 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 you know, that that payphone there, or you know, that car or something like that. That it kind of gets it through. And then of course, Ginty's Ginty's style. It's still very Ginty. Um, his style is still very Ginty, which helps. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, if it's very '80s, that's certainly up my alley. And I do think you've pioneered the use of Ginty as an adjective. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which it sounds like anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's. It's you know I, I like I said I think just you know the way you described out on bail which I, you know kind of haven't seen yet I think that's probably better than this one um, you know because my my list is a little bit shorter because of that but I think yeah it's it, it's it's worth checking out I think for people that are you know eighties nostalgists and again it's a, it's a canon oh. film um, so you, you know you get that 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 kind of that that nostalgia feel when you um you know you, you start it up and you get the canon logo popping in the middle of the screen there like that. Um, so it, it, yeah, it kind of, it kind of hits all those notes. And I think it works in that. It sense sounds like too. a winner. Oh, good. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. I, it, yeah. It's not a great movie, but it, it, it's right. good for the nostalgia factor. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause our Ty. next movie we have huh. is gold Raiders directed by uh, Pete Chalong. Yeah. Pete Chalong. <laughs> yeah. Definitely an underappreciated under heralded director of the day. Cause he loves his gold. Cause he got gold Raiders and he got in gold retrust. With uh, Jim Michael Vincent, Sam Jones at his best. If you haven't seen it, Matt. Yeah, so. no, I haven't seen. So I haven't seen either. I haven't seen Gold Raiders. That was one I was I was considering. Like I wanted to try mm. to catch for this, but um, I don't remember if it's available. But um, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is another one that I, I definitely need to catch. Well, it's shot in Thailand, and Robert Ginty's trying to get a bunch of gold. That's basically the plot. We call them the kids <laughs> in the in the review. So. Yeah. Oh, actually, um, you know what? This is in my my YouTube cube and I cube and I just never got a chance to watch it. Um, okay. I, yeah. So definitely now now it's on my 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 up next to watch for sure. And, and also, it should be noted for for wrestling fans that Dusty Rhodes is also in the movie. Oh, nice. I forgot um, about that. But um, but as far as Pete Talong, people should definitely check out. Certainly, Gold Raiders and in Gold We Trust. Now, in Gold We Trust, this doesn't have Kinty, that, but that that has Christoph Klupel, right? Yeah, Christoph Klupel. Uh, what do you guys see? This guy, Matt. It's like, like Gold We Trust. This, I'm pulling up here. This guy, he's like he's a meathead, but he's like a it's like a tall, fun meathead. So, <laughs> Great. So it doesn't have any pictures of him on IMDb. So I I, I, I don't know. This. Yeah, but, but also on pictures of Klupel. Uh, it's like, <laughs> oh, is he the guy? So, so I see one of the movies he did was Dark Day Express, which is like this. Oh one yes, of, yes. Is yeah, that is that him on the cover with like the three? I, the, does he have a mustache? Barrel gun. Yeah, with a mustache. Yeah. I think that's Klupel. yeah. I guess <laughs> yeah. And as far as other Pete along, you know, on top of in Gold We Trust and Gold Raiders, he also did the Lost Idol, which is kind of about gold, also because yeah, I think gold. it's an idol made of gold. Yeah, it's <laughs> it Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada yeah. getting an idol made of gold, so. Yeah, I could always go anytime I see Eric Estrada in something. There, yeah, there the lost idol. There it is, Philip. Yeah, I mean, I, I see like like it looks like he had like like three or four right in this this window here. So like Gold Raiders and something that doesn't make any sense. It says RXYPA. I don't know what movie that is. Then, <laughs> uh, Eyes of the Condor, Lost Idol, and In Gold We Trust. Like they all look like they could be good. Yeah, they're all pretty good. Most of these gold movies by Peach Long are pretty fun. Lost Idol is good too. Wait, wait, Lost Idol is the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lost Idol. Yeah, when Eric Estrada is shooting people, it's a little slow going because he's mostly in a cave, mm-hmm. uh, Ponch. But it's just. Uh, <laughs> but what's interesting again about Gold Raiders is that it's his first kind of action movie after The Exterminator. So you know he did a bunch of TV like Love Boat and such, and then he went from Exterminator to Gold Raiders, which is kind of an interesting move to make. And so it's, I, I, 
um, it is the next film, next theatrical film he made after The Exterminator. So people kind of tend to know The Exterminator, not so much Gold Raiders. So definitely another side to Kinty and maybe, you know, you see him as more of an adventurer, you know, not just a guy who's in New York and beating up people, but someone who will go to Thailand and look for gold and stuff. That was his next move after The Exterminator. Kind of interesting. And a lot of these Ginty movies we're talking about are really only on VHS, or maybe now somewhere on streaming, but if, yeah. if there was no streaming, it would just be on VHS. You know, because Gold Raiders and Out on Bail, I, they're not on DVD. Right. No, I mean, yeah, Exterminator it, 2, uh, Exterminator Exterminator 2 have gotten Blu-ray releases and a movie where I assume we're going to be talking about White Fire. Yes. Uh, kind of Blu-ray release. But yeah, you're right. Most of this stuff is VHS only or streaming. Yeah. Or I not know. at all. Yeah, no, White Fire is another one. I guess we'll be talking about in a second, but um, that's one that I, I, I was looking for and couldn't find anywhere. Oh, um, so it's not okay. on YouTube or anything. Um, it's, it, well, I think some of these, you, you got to get lucky and, and get a VHS. If, if, if You know, I mean, what, what happened, I think, with, like, Secret of King Mahi's Island, the, the, <laughs> the Daniels film that was kind of like the Holy Grail forever, was um, Simon got a copy of that, and then... <laughs> I think I don't know if he if he had it on Cinemageddon or or someone he knew put it on Cinemageddon and then that's when JCT um, yeah. got it off of Cinemageddon and uploaded it on YouTube. So I think that's what has to happen is that whoever it, it's one thing for the person to get the movie right, but then they've got to rip it, put it on uh, some site like Cinemageddon for someone yeah. else to upload onto YouTube. It, it's amazing. Well, yeah, it's it's a process, and hopefully that will happen with um, uh, Maniac Killer uh, at some point. Isn't there another movie, and it's, it's called Taxi Killer? Have you heard of this one? No. Right? But that's not a Ginty, though, right? No, it's not Ginty. I'm just thinking of, I that title when you think of the other title. That's kind of hard uh, to find. It's like a slasher from the uh, late 80s or early 90s. Um, I'd like to see it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, show you, I'll show you later. Oh, Stelvio. Stelvio Massey. Yeah. Yeah. Director right, of the Black Cobra movies with Fred Williamson. Hey, it says it has Jane Lynch. Is this the Jane Lynch? The one who's I, like, it might be, yeah. yeah. Someone to ask her about it that. Is, it's like, her. Yeah. Someone wow. to ask her about that. Same they should ask Sandy Bullock about uh, Hangman or <laughs> some other silly movies she's made. Yeah. Wow. Well, and then, yeah. All right. Well, because there is another movie I want to mention that's kind of hard to find, but maybe uh, I don't want to get too bogged down. Have you? Do you guys know about a movie called Double Cross on Costa's Island? Yes. And yeah, it has Franco Columbu and Ginty. I looked at Frank Stallone and William Smith. It's the same movie as Taken Alive. It's just a new. It's a new version. Because if you look up Taken Alive, oh. Brett, it uh. has the same people. It's oh. just a new. It's just a new version from three years later. Well, what makes yeah. it a new version? I don't know. Just, that's what I read online. Just that yeah, Taken Alive is the same too. Yeah, I don't think it's a sequel. I think it's actually. I, I read it's the same version as Taken Alive, but with new footage. Oh, okay. So, so you would still have to see it. It's not the same yeah. movie. It's not the same movie, but it's, it's, it has like like fifty percent or thirty percent new footage, you know. <laughs> and Taken Alive, the cover of that is pretty amazing. You ever seen the cover? You got to look that up, Matt. Oh, so go ahead, Brett. Oh, no, yeah. that's all I was gonna say. Well, I see, you know, because I see Double Cross. Somebody actually in um the IMDb reviews, like the, the somebody said they got it for a dollar at Walmart, which uh, on DVD, <laughs> which so, so that means this thing was available on DVD. Um, so yeah, you you, you know, it, it this, that's another part of the direct-to-video, you know, experience, right? Is that you just don't know with movies like this if um, yeah, uh, you know, is. You're like yeah, like who, you know, like, like where did this come from, right? Did it get re- yeah. repurposed or something? Is it yeah? And even if you didn't know, 
Oh, and then one day you're walking around Walmart and you happen to see it. it's like, oh, this came out. Oh, okay. Thank you, Columbo. You gotta check out the trailer for Taking Alive because it's like it's Schwarzenegger's like I you gotta watch Taking Alive. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> well, Schwarzenegger's in the. T- He's in the he's the voiceover in the trailer at the end, like my friend Franco Colombo. Like, <laughs> he's got the rent taken alive. It's like you'll crack up. It's definitely online. It's like yeah, yeah I, I mean the cast is is immense. Frank yeah. Stallone, William Smith, uh, or obviously Ginty, um, yeah, Bob Gant. yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> Bob Columbo. Columbo, Frank, um, uh, Barbara Niven is, is yeah. I mean, I always wanted to see it. It's, it's a tough movie to find. Both both versions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But as far as White Fire, the, I think the reason why you can't find it online is because Arrow released it on Blu-ray, and they're probably very proprietary right. as far as. So That's you would right. have to buy it, but it's you know at, at the current time it's thirty dollars, and I think that's a bit much to pay for that. So I'm waiting for the price drop, but when it does, because you the Arrow Blu-rays do, I'm going to pick that up because I do think it's worth owning, but not for that price. I bought no. the tape for about twelve, so it's like I, <laughs> yes, I didn't want to pay thirty dollars. No, that explains it because actually, I think you could rent the Arrow stream of it for like two dollars on YouTube. Oh, that's, that's yeah, and and Arrow does have their own streaming network, right. uh, like just about everybody else, which is you know one of those monthly things. It's like five ninety nine or whatever it is a month, but oh, you get okay. access to the Arrow, you know, yeah. archive. So that if people out there wanted to do that, I think that's another way to do that. Yeah, it's available to rent. It. Um, oh, so oh, I actually have to sign in to confirm my age. If uh, to, oh, to, right, well, there no, is I'm some adult content. In. <laughs> yeah, there's some <laughs> there, but um, it doesn't say how much it costs. Oh, I guess you subscribe to um, oh, it's you subscribe to YouTube Movies. That's what it is. Oh, and, um, okay, it's, a couple it's of part of that subscription, right. whatever that that subscription is or something. I don't, I don't know. You um, don't rent stuff on YouTube, do you? No, I never have. No, yeah, me either. I just try to get it for free. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Robert get the full movie on YouTube. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would explain. Like if, yeah. if Arrow has it, they probably went through YouTube and just scrubbed. Uh, that's what i'm thinking yeah 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 that makes sense but yeah because so i mean maybe we should yeah maybe we should jump ahead so i guess um um so so what your number three was um was that one so so my number three was exterminator two um okay okay yeah yeah um and i don't know if that one's on your your list as well but uh well i i made it as a tie for the number two slot Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah, so so I mean, the Exterminator Two, I think for me is another one that fits that bill of like, you know, like the '80s, and and you're watching it, and it's like '80s New York City, and then yes. there's as this like kind of like I mean, because at that time, I think in the in the '70s when Exterminator came out in 1980, there was this whole like slew, you know, from Death Wish, you know, the actual Punisher um, in comic books, this idea of somebody that went out there and just kind of you know, took out the bad guys. Yes. Um, but this one here, you know, exterminator, I mean, there were moments in the movie where I'm like, boy, this stuff is taking too long. Like when they, um, when they kill the, um, the, the armored car driver, um, it's just like takes forever to get him to the, the train tracks where he, he uh, where he dies. Um, you know, that some of the stuff took forever, but overall, I think Ginty was just like, this, just like kind of just immense, like just energy in the film. Yeah, prime Ginty. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, you're, but you're right. The 80s vibe is pretty darn awesome, and um, and it's an entertaining movie. And, and let's not forget Mario Van Peebles as X, the bad guy. Just about to mention X. Yeah. Yeah. That was my um, bad guy name. And um, if, uh, um, if people are interested, the Blu-ray has a commentary with Mario Van Peebles, and I think the director talking about it. And it's 
it's a pretty interesting listen that I would recommend. And I have that. I have, that's one of the few movies I have on VHS and Blu-ray because <laughs> I don't. I can't part with my big box VHS. And then when the Shout Factory Blu-ray came out, I had to have that too. So I actually have it on two formats. Nice. Yeah, and I mean, right now, as 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 we're recording this, um, it's available on stream picks through like you know uh, cable. If anybody has like you know mm-hmm. streaming, like right now, stream picks is doing a. Um, like a, a a a free preview where they're not including all of their their movies. Um, so like for example, like a the Dolph Lundgren film. Um, was it Lady Fight Squad? Is that what's oh female, female Fight Squad? Female Fight Fight Squad. Watched recently. Yeah, yeah, I, that, yeah, I cannot get that name right. I, 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 like it's always like some combination that doesn't work, and it's like female Fight Club, Lady Fight Squad. Like I can't. <laughs> well, it was it. originally Fight called Female Fight Club. They had to change it. Yeah, oh, okay. Fight Squad. And so it's understandable. Yeah, lady, and there's a Ginty movie which we might be mentioning lady later with the word lady in it. Right, so. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I um, um, but yeah. So Stream Picks is like they're doing some kind of thing for like through uh, through through June, I think. Where because um, I think Stream Picks is a, is a subscription service. I think you pay like five dollars a month and you get access to their catalog. It's one of those things. I think with a lot of those ones, whether it's Epics or Stream Picks, Stream Picks or something like that, where it's like a good chunk of what they have available, you can get it on Prime already, or you can get on Tubi, so it's not really worth to pay in a lot of cases, but every once in a while there's a movie here or there, and so War- <laughs> um, um, you know, Exterminator 2 is one that was on there. Um, I think they actually took it down shortly, and then they put it back up. Um, so, yeah, anybody who, you know, yeah, so people listening, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you, if you, if you have cable, if you're, you're paying, if you, if you haven't cut the cord, um, <laughs> you probably could uh, find this as part of your cable package, at least through G- uh, July 1st of 2020. Yeah, and if you want to hear the commentary, obviously you have to get the Blu-ray, but uh, it, it depends how, how deep into Exterminator 2 you want to go, but it's, it is a very interesting listen. So yeah. I, I would, I personally would recommend that. Yeah, I think I should probably get that. I, I, I'm kind of curious myself to kind of, especially Mario Van Peebles. I have a feel, like, he seems like he would be a good commentary person. Well, he he is, and then and because of you know the '80s and of how they were doing things at the time, it's him with the director, so they're obviously in the same room together, and they have a good interplay, and and they both seem very down to earth. You know, they're not you know going off on these flights of fancy. They're just kind of telling it like it was, and yeah, definitely a good listen. Excellent, excellent. Well, I guess like, now we're on to, to number two. Uh, what, what did you guys well, have for number two? I have well, I have Exterminator one and two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. I kind of, yeah, this might be coming. Yeah, okay. yeah. excellent. So, so we already kind of talked about that a little bit, so we can go. We can, unless Matt, you want to say something that well, we so didn't have, say about the Exterminator films? Yeah. yeah so I I actually have Exterminator as my as my number one. So maybe we mm-hmm. can oh. just yeah we'll chat about them here and then then and then uh yeah then then we can go on to my number two. It's like. I think the Exterminator series, I think, like you talked about, like there's there's something about it. Like I, I think people use the term iconic maybe too much. Mm. But, you know, but when we think about the video store, that Exterminator box was just yeah. – it, yeah, it just was something that you saw there. But also too I think with HBO, like whenever my, my parents would get the free HBO weekend, um, it <laughs> seemed like – the exterminator was something that was on at some point um, in the eighties. Like, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. No, I do think it was a mainstay of HBO. Uh, you know, maybe not to the extent that like Meatballs or Porky's were, but <laughs> it was definitely there. And I do, of course, remember the Embassy VHS. I mean, who doesn't remember that? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it can be considered a bona fide classic. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I, I remember. I enjoy the movie. I don't heard one negative thing about it. 
Yeah, I mean, I remember I wasn't sure if I was going to review it because I, I think when I when I watched it, you know, when I was younger or whatever, it was like very, it was so, it. I mean, the thing with both the Exterminator movies is they are dark and um, and they're violent and 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 they don't really pull punches in all the ways. And I was, I was like, man, I don't know if I if I if I want to get into some of like the really nasty stuff that happens in that movie, but but it was like one of those things too, where it's like you, you can't do a blog about like you know direct to video action, even though this wasn't direct to video. You know, it went in the theater, but it, I think it, it it had a huge uh, impact on on the direct to video market that um you know it was it, the the way it was shot the way things happened in the movie it was something that I think a lot of direct to video filmmakers kind of the same way you know Rambo was one that that influenced a lot of them I think this movie also did oh yeah yeah I definitely think yeah for its influence factor alone I do, I do think it's worth mentioning I mean having you know reviews written about it just for that alone and but yeah i mean that like we kind of talked about the whole 42nd street uh, grindhouse uh, vibe of it all i mean it's just it's something that can't be duplicated yeah but yeah these are a bit darker i think than um than some of the other ginty ones we've talked about like the exterminator films like they uh you know they 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 kind of keep it you know, they, they it, you know, bad things happen in these movies. Oh yeah, well, and that's the thing. You had to, uh, you had to uh, really please and appease those Forty Second Street audiences. You know, they're yeah. tough. They're yelling at the screen. They're doing drugs. I mean, who knows what they're doing? <laughs> so you, you have to, you know, you can't be wimpy. You know, right. you, you really got to give them the goods. Yeah, and this yeah. one delivered the goods. Yeah, they, they're that good, I think. And so, you know, I think, um, cause I, I, th- I think, I don't know where you can get the exterminator. I think you have to rent it from prime if you don't want to go out and buy it. But I mean, I think, you know, like, like you were saying, Brad, I think the DVDs, um, these are the, the exterminator one and two, I think are also like for people that have action movie collections. I think these are like investments. Those are things that, that are worth having in your collection. Oh, definitely. I mean, especially if you're, a, 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 yeah, like the classic status of them would definitely warrant that. And, you know, they've come out in nice editions on Blu-ray. I think, you know, they cross over not just action crowd, but I think a lot of the horror crowd would be interested in them too. So even though they're not really horror movies, but they definitely kind of fit the category a little bit yeah they have elements so i mean yeah so i think there's that sort of crossover to the horror fan appeal so i mean that's why it's you know my alley in the 80s i mean it came out in 1980 i mean it's it's got a lot going for it so yeah 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 and i think part two gets a little bit more on the camp side like when he's like souping up a a a garbage truck to go and attack them (laughs) that took a long time (laughs) well the pacing it has some pacing issues i think the director was more of a producer i don't know i'm just talking off the top of my head i don't think he directed anything else before so yeah there's some pacing issues but that's don't let that stop you i mean that's a a minor quibble i would say yeah yeah Yeah. and i I think there might have been a third one that was released that like i think it even has ginty on the cover but like it doesn't have ginty in it and I, i don't know if maybe they used footage of him or something i don't know um, oh, I never saw that. I didn't even know there was an Exterminator three. I don't think. I, I, think there, I think there is, but it's like I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm. Uh, I'm not. And you could anywhere. be thinking of the Exterminator Part Two, then, what we mentioned earlier, which is just a bunch of the silliness. Oh, sorry, the Executioner Part Two. Yeah, but I think, I think that uh, they wanted people to get confused, like I just did about that. <laughs> uh, well, because yeah, Letterbox. So if you look up Robert Ginty on Letterbox, it mentions a movie. Uh, an Exterminator Three, which I, I, I it's not in um, his bio. It's not in Ginty's bio at all. 
And so I, I don't really know what the story is. Weird things to Letterbox. It's not, it's not always true there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was something I think. Uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting with with Letterbox. Like you never, you know, like some of the stuff that you find on there. Like if you look up Seagal on there, um, they. You know, I guess the way that they decided to to put his TV show on DVD was to um, package the episodes into two right. like, into so movies. Right, justice. Yeah, it's like five different movies. Right, and so they list those movies as if they're like movies. But, but when you go to IMDb, of course, they don't list them as movies because they're not movies. They're just episodes of the TV show. <laughs> All right, so that was... I have... My number one pick. We can go the math first if you want. Just yeah. Well, so my number two. My number two. Number two. Yeah. What's your number two pick? Yeah, because my number two. Because my number one ended up being extremely. But my number two was Warrior of the Lost World. So this oh. one's kind of a, a personal <laughs> favorite of mine. Um, uh, it's just, you know, of course this, you know, again seeing him on, on MST3K. But then when I watched the movie myself later and got to see it on my own, uh, I kind of had a new appreciation for it. Um, you know, it's, it's you know, Ginty is he's, he's like pure Ginty in it, which I think mm. helps. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's you've got the, the Ginty aspect of it, but then also um, uh, Fred Williamson's in it, Persis Kambata, uh, Donald Pleasance as the villain, which is always kind of fun. Um, I think it was one of those things where it's like you see it on MST3K and they're making fun of him the whole time, and you know I get it right because his character is kind of goofy a little bit. But you know then when you see enough like you know like the exterminator and things like that, and you get a sense of like no no Ginty's kind of like that. He just kind of you know he has this kind of like yeah I don't really care kind of mentality uh, in his films that I think makes a it good portion better. of them yeah right it, it, it's kind of his part of his charm I guess. Um, it's and not so, contempt like Burt Reynolds and like Malone. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. No, he wants his character to be this kind of like roguish, um, you know, like kind of roguish goofball kind of person who still gets the job done. Yeah, as opposed to like you said, like like Burt Reynolds, you can or like Bruce Willis now, right? You can like kind of see the contempt like kind of rising off their heads. Is there yeah, I never got a contempt vibe from Ginty. No, no, no just yeah. Bruce Willis and Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He just liked this idea of maybe like the roguish, uh, you know, the character who's like kind of, you know, I mean, in some of his movies, he doesn't really have that. Like, I think, um, you know, uh, Bounty Hunter, things like that, where he's a little bit more serious. Uh, you know, there, there isn't that. But a lot of these, especially these 80s ones, he had this kind of this goofy vibe that was. Yeah, he could get, he could still get things done. He would still go in there and get things done, but he would always have a, a, a goofy thing to say about something or, you know, just and. um they kind of just went for it um, in MST3K. Like, I, I, I don't know how he felt about it because I know like Joe Don Baker, when he, when he saw what they did to Mitchell, I guess like he was not happy at all. And so uh, in response, they did, I think it was um, Final Justice, another Joe Don Baker movie. <laughs> no, that's, just, a, that's, a funny, that's a funny episode. Yeah, they just yeah. went for it on Joe Don Baker. They just went in on him the entire episode. It's kind of like, oh, you got a problem with us? But that will, what do you think of this one? You know, <laughs> kind of just Yeah, like, he really <laughs> turned up the heat. Yeah, whereas like exactly. But yeah, I don't think I don't think Ginty maybe I, I don't know how Ginty felt about the way that they they treated him in this movie, but maybe he got a kick out of it. I don't know. Uh, all right, so oh, Ty is that? Yes. Or, yeah. Well, who yeah, wants no, to be the third I, number one? I guess yeah. I'll do it. Which is White Fire. Okay, okay. so White Fire is number one. Okay, yeah. so we. Because, we did kind of talk about it a little. Well, maybe talk about it a little bit more, which is well, the movie is insane. Yeah, it's very nutty, and there's, there's this weird vibe throughout the whole movie because there's something wrong with it. It's like a in a good way, in a good yeah. way, yeah. But there's screwlers. 
Again, he teams up with Fred Williamson. It's in Europe, and it just makes absolutely no sense. But it's great. But something about that's made it. It's a four star movie because it's so crazy. (laughs) It's just crazy insanity. So I don't want to give anything too much away. The cover, if you look at, I actually posted today on uh, Instagram the Wi Fi tape. And uh, it's like, yeah, he has a chainsaw. It's like, that's perfect for the video store, by the way. Mm-hmm. When you get to that scene, when you watch it. Yeah, right. I mean, this was one I wanted to see for sure. And uh, maybe I should have just bit the bullet and rented it. Um, and well, just, I don't want you to spend too much money, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it, it looks that good, you know. I think. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it, I'm looking at it like just like from the because you're talking about how, how it sounds, cra- you know, how it's like kind of it, it kind of seems all over the place. It's interesting because it has multiple writing credits as well. So, yeah, I think that that's always a sign that it, it's either going to be really horrible in, in a really bad way or really horrible in a good way. But I don't think anything good has ever come of having more than, um, you know, maybe two people writing um, something. I mean, which actually well, does look like it's only two people writing this because this uh, Jean Marie Pallardi, the one Pallardi, who yeah. Yeah, Pollard, he, he has three different writing credits as well. He did the story, he has the written by, and the adapted by. And then I guess Ted Francis, um, who is credited as Edward John Francis in the film, he did the screenplay. So, yeah, it, it seems like whenever you have more than one person writing something, um, you know, that that's when we start to have problems. It's, well, and it really starts to have problems if there's more than one director. <laughs> yes, like, that never helps either. Um all right, so without giving too much away, we'll just say why fires are number one. So now, Matt, I believe it's all, all well, so, up to so you to define number one. Was Exterminator? So um, oh, okay. I had separated Exterminator one and two as um, and kind of, kind of they kind of bookended uh, Warrior of the Lost World for me. Um, now, I noticed neither of you guys. Neither of you guys mentioned the Prophet game. <laughs> yes, the Prophet game. Neither no, I. I it's when it's Dennis Hopper has a goatee phase. I mean, all the movies are mostly pretty bad, and it's not a good movie. It's all these <clears throat> like serial killer thrillers you don't care about. I watched it like two years ago. It's like, oh wait, this sucks. Oh wait, oh is that Spreading Ground? They're both they both they're both not good. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's no time. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, so sorry. I was gonna say, did you watch Vietnam, Texas this morning? Because I know oh, you were yes, supposed I was gonna to mention do that. that yeah. I'm yeah, I was going to, to watch that because that one's available on. I, I was gonna. Um, I think it's on Tubi actually. Hey, well, it's it really it's a whole bunch of nothing until like the last ten minutes. Okay. You know, he's like a priest who might think he's gonna beat people up, and he doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. and then eh, you barely care. It's just like, but Ginty's good in it. He's he does that detached acting that we've been talking about <laughs> right. in it. So. And yeah. uh, Tim Thomerson also uh, is his buddy. So. Yeah, I, that's something that I had an issue with with um, with Bounty Hunter as well. It's like, for whatever reason, it just, you know, like, I don't know. I think for me, a good action movie, the, the hero kind of just gets after it right away, you know. And and the fact that, you know, that they kind of just keep building it up. And then, like, I think in Bounty Hunter, for example, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's built. Too. Yeah, like he just like it just keeps showing us how bad Bo Hopkins is, and we we got it. We got it from the very beginning that Bo Hopkins was bad. We don't need to see him keep doing bad things to to understand that he's bad. Well, you know, Ginty's just sitting there being like, "Oh, what are we gonna do about these guys? It's not worth it. Just sell the land and get out of here. Why do you care? You know?" Exactly. Yeah. And the ending is very anticlimactic. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, and it's like, ah, it didn't deliver enough. But he has a cool mustache. <laughs> That's why it didn't make either of our top fives. I think that couldn't um, make him. Sorry. Yeah, 
it, right. it, it oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, look, I, I think kind of the same thing happens with some of these that, that, that like there's a sense that like we don't we don't trust that the bad guys are bad enough for, for whatever reason or they feel like they need to like save it for the end. And I, I think one of the things that PM Entertainment did so well was like, you know, they they knew, you know, you watch like Skyscraper, you know, when you see Malibu come out with a vest on and, and, and you know, no shirt underneath and he's firing an Uzi out of a, a Bud Dry truck. He yes. We know he's bad enough. We don't need to take a whole movie selling us on how bad he is. We know right away that he's bad. And so then you could just kind of get after it and just kind of have stuff happening. Yeah, no, that you're right. That's what PM did. Definitely streamlined that whole process, you know, and. <laughs> Uh, definitely good for well, us, the action fans. You know that Snake Underwood is evil because in uh, Last Man Standing, because his name is Snake Underwood. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like it, they always use like what I would call "baddie in a can" as well on PM. It's yeah. like you know, white supremacists, automatic baddies. You don't need to to sell us on the fact that they're bad. You know, like you know, poachers, animal poachers. We know yeah. they're bad. You know, and I notice a lot of movies do try to use that nowadays. Like they'll, you know, like. Like, like if they're into white slavery, right? That's always an automatic. You're, you know, you don't have to really develop a bad guy who's who's doing white slavery, right? You just know that they're bad, and and it's just a, a despicable thing. And and I think for whatever reason, this seemed like something too that was sort of come up with AIP. It seemed like with AIP movies a lot that, that it was like, you know, how long is it going to take for the hero to really get after? Like the good ones were the ones where like you know, um, you know, uh, Ted Pryor is just going for it, you know, earlier on. <laughs> um, but it seemed like a lot of times they take their time to get there. I have to agree with that. And it, well, to, the best Ted Pryor movie, obviously, is Center of the Web. Uh, like, have you seen that, Matt? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. I'm not giving away. Okay, I'll stop because there's something funny that happens towards the end. So yeah, no, yeah, you should see Center of the Web if you can because that's and also um, uh, what's his name? Charles Napier has a great role in it as well. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> Won't say anything else, but sure does. <laughs> I always love names. I always got Robert Davi as well. Yeah, so this is a. It, <laughs> Napes. I like you call them yeah, the Napes. Napes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was calling. I think we, we were talking, was it Cop Target, right? Cop Target. Was, we didn't get to watch that yet, but we will. We kind of we ran out of time. We, yeah. we're, I think we're going to watch it tomorrow. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, we didn't get to talk to it, uh, talk about it today. But on the bright side, because we were at Goodwill, uh, Ty did find a copy of um, Beyond the Law with Seagal and Messner and DMX. Messner, so yeah, it just came out. I found it at Goodwill yesterday on the bottom shelf. Nice, yeah. It's a yeah, new movie. One, what? <laughs> the hot yeah. new movie, the hot new Seagal. Hot new Seagal, yeah. Yeah, because he hasn't released anything since then, which um, no, I think maybe did sitting around home or... eating cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we all? <laughs> yeah, it's it, the the one thing about Beyond the Law that was disappointing was that, like, they didn't really do much with DMX in that film. Um, you know, he doesn't really get to be DMX that much. There, oh, okay. You he know, doesn't get to, like bark and stuff you know i, I can't do a dmx impression but it's uh... yeah so it's not like exit wounds all over again exactly they're selling it as exit wounds all over again it, it's not it's not exit wounds unfortunately um the the kind of the main stars in it are johnny mesner which of course right whenever you see johnny mesner in, in the back of the cover then you <laughs> know he's the star right <laughs> yeah yeah because it's yeah it's, it's not gonna be dmx and it's not gonna be seagal there's only one guy left standing it's gonna be john mesner it's so like, did you get a chance to watch cop target yes i did oh, yeah. yeah so how was it yeah, I think again, I think kind of the way I was describing like three kinds of heat, um, it's a similar vibe where I think okay. I think that one even more so than than three kinds of heat has periods where things just aren't happening. But you know, because Ginty kind of sells it, and then the the eighties vibe sells it enough, and then okay. you know, 
Napes is good. Um, Napes, uh, you know, <laughs> if, if you're someone who's who 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 likes a uh, uh, presidential picture cameos, oh, yes. Um, yeah, there, there is one in here. So I, oh, I'm, all good. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that bit that we talked about. Yeah, <laughs> presidential yeah, pictures in the background. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean um, yeah, it's it's. I think it, you know again. I mean, it's it's, it's an Italian production, um, and and yeah. actually. The, the YouTube version, the ones on YouTube, I, I was worried that it was going to be dubbed in Italian because the credits are in Italian. Um, mm. You know, so it's like photographa di, mm. you know, so and so, as opposed to directed by or you know whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's it that part of it, it it it, it had me worried, but no, that that everybody's you know in English okay, speaking in English. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna watch that. We're gonna watch that very soon. I know there's the other Napes movie, Mean Tricks, but I saw the stream was bad on YouTube. Oh, uh, delayed yeah. audio. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. It's like that. Ah, now back to square one with mean tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to mention his back to back. I said, well, it's uh, um, his back to back 80s kill movies, which were Mission Kill and Program to Kill. Yeah. Yeah. We mentioned those. Yeah. Yeah, I never got to see Program to Kill. I did see Mission Kill, but not Program to Kill. I think Mission Kill is very much in the vein of Codename Vengeance. Um, no, but I think Codename thing. Vengeance is a bit better because it has yeah. that awesome scene. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a kind of standard. It's worth seeing. I, I would call it a one-time watch. Like there's nothing bad about it, but it is kind of standard. It's very, um, it's very standard paint by numbers, ginty, but it's still ginty. Yeah. You know, right, and that's that's what matters. And also, we didn't really spend any time talking about Lady Dragon, yeah, um, right. which You're I thought might come up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's probably it's, a good honorable mention, maybe. Yeah, I, think that, I was, agree. that was one of my that was my honorable mention, just because I think I always think of it as a, a Cynthia Rothrock movie. Yeah, um, I kind of yeah. forget that he's in it. No, it definitely is. No, it is a Rothrock, no question. I think we even put that movie on the Rothrock list when we did that episode. I think we did. Yeah, because yeah. I I think that one. Um, yeah, because that, that also had Norton in it, I believe. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's it, I, I like it better than the sequel than Lady Dragon Two. But oh, funny things actually, it's directed by David Worth, who um, directed uh, the um, Warrior Lost World. Right? Yeah, Warrior Lost Kickboxer. World, right? Exactly. Yeah, Warrior Lost World. Yeah, yeah. Why was I thinking? Kick... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, sorry. Did you direct Kickboxer? Am I wrong? I, I can check into that, but I think you're right. Okay. Just okay. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Good well, he, he directed a lot of like. 80s sort of action movies. He has, yeah, his pedigree is pretty good. It's pretty much all he did is yeah. make these type of action video store movies that we all love and enjoy. He was a cinematographer <laughs> on Bloodsport as well. So, um... Kumite. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both Lady Dragons. Chain of Command as well. Um, wow. Yeah. Right, the uh, Dudikoff one, not the yeah. Patrick Muldoon. Yeah, yeah, Shark Attack 2. He also directed Shark Attack 2, which um, and, yeah, just... and Shark Attack 3, the Megalodon. So he was the one that, that got John Barrowman to say the famous line, or told him to say something, and, and that's when the famous line came out. <laughs> no. So that he has plenty to answer for with that. Um... Exactly. He might, if I ever tagged David Worth, he might have, like, he might be up there for directors on the site, like, uh, you know, as, as somebody who has some of the most. Um, cause he's, oh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if he's appreciated enough as far as a director of action movies. And people, you don't really hear his name mentioned too much. No, he's, he's been kicked to the lower rung. So. <laughs> yeah. Kicked by who? Uh, okay. uh, Van Damme? Van Damme. I don't kick, I don't play. Uh, worth. Bison. Like you Biden, always do. I said Biden. Like no, not Bison. Biden. Bison. <laughs> Biden, not Biden. <laughs> Biden. Bison. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, M. Biden, right? <laughs> yes, M. Biden. Well, um, that, that, see, that's a good idea for some memes, right? You have like yeah. oh, Biden's yeah. head yeah, with Biden. like Bison's hat and everything, like you know, it's like uh, where Rollo Julia was, right? You just put Bison over, or you put Biden <laughs> over it. Yeah. M. Biden. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I guess um, we're we're kind of running clo- low on time. I know, um, uh, uh, Brett, you wanted to mention a, a new movie that you saw recently. Oh yes, and also there was a Street Fighter connection to it. Believe it or not, because yeah. <laughs> in the movie, which is a boss level yeah. movie, I watched last night, and in it, in it, uh, certain characters play Street Fighter. So um, <laughs> that's definitely an interesting connection there. But you know, as far as n- new movies that you know are new action movies from 2021 i thought this might be a uh, a good time to mention that if um, people are interested that you know it's grillo you know front and center so if you like him it's definitely a, a good uh, showcase for him um, and of course mel now mel is a little you know it's not really about mel mel's role is a little muted in it but i think that's all on purpose um so don't go into expecting a mel fest um but uh, you, you you do get enough but it's it's not you know, um, it, you get a lot more Grillo. Let me put it that way. Fine. Um, Grillo's cool. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, constructed by Joe Carnahan, so it does have some of that uh, smoke and aces feel. Um, but it's also if you mix that with Groundhog Day, it's basically what the movie is. And um, so yeah, these so Frank Grillo is caught in sort of like this time loop, and and it's almost like. All these people are trying to kill him, and he has to kind of figure it out. It's almost like when you play a video game over and over, and you you try to, you know, pass certain levels and right. beat certain yeah. challenges. To, so he has to keep doing that, and or and so all these people are trying to kill him, and but also he has certain family things going on, which is again like a movie I just watched recently that Ty turned me on to, which is the Final Girls. You know how there's like this emotion at the core of the movie that makes emotion. the there's movie. Yeah, there's some very surprising emotion. So it's not just a bunch of senseless violence. Like about three fourths of the way through the movie, it, it's almost like a sidewinder kind of sneaks around and hits you. It's like, wait a minute, wow, there's something really emotional here going on. And that is what makes the movie. That's what makes the movie. Yes, it's a clever idea and a good idea, but without that emotional core, it wouldn't be as good in my opinion. So again, it's, it's not just speaking in general, it's not like CGI and it's not kill counts and it's not awesome shootouts that make a movie. It's the emotional core of the movie. That's what makes it good. And so you do get that with boss level. So I would recommend it. Yes. And so there are some little quibbles that I had with the movie, but overall um, I definitely uh, something people should watch. I give it a strong recommendation. Yeah, and I have not done any Frank Grillo on the site before, so maybe oh. this is a good place to <laughs> start good t- with that. Good time to Grillo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's springtime. Yeah, yeah, everyone's grilling out, so just <laughs> trying to grill out. Yeah. It's getting warmer yeah. here in Philadelphia. Time to, to yeah. yeah, turn on the fire yeah. up the grillo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. If you want to fire up the grillo, this is the probably the best way to do it. Because what's interesting to me about him is that. Not that he's old, but it's he's older. So it's like he's been trying to kind of break into the acting world for a long time. And like he finally did it. And I think that's really awesome. You know, I think it's not like about these young kids who go in these, you know, with this Sean Locks and the um, these other children that are in these action movies. Sometimes he's like a, he's a fully mature man who is um, finally getting his due and his credit. And um, and I think that's just such a great thing. 
Um, but yeah, if you're going to check, I mean, have you seen um, what's the other grill? I've only seen one other grillo, uh, the uh, um, the purge. Purge um, anarchy, right? anarchy. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. No, I really have not seen any 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 grillo at all. Like mm. I have. Um, yeah, I, I've looked into some with him, and I guess I mean I guess technically I've seen Grillo because he was in um, the Captain America movies as a character, um, oh. Brock Rumlow or something, which I don't remember. Oh. Um, so he was there, and I didn't know he was anybody. Um, but um, yeah, I um, you know I I think it actually could be kind of an interesting tie-in because next weekend is um, or not next weekend um, in two weeks is uh, is Memorial Day weekend, so it might be kind of a, a good tie-in for me to do a post. <laughs> yeah. like, fire up the grill. Yeah, grill. yeah, yeah, I can see that. One, because there's also a Carnahan connection with he was in The Gray, so yeah, if you, yeah. yeah, so that's another great. I think Joe Carnahan, I think, is has one of the best batting averages of modern day directors. I think it, most of his movies are good to great. I mean, he's he's made a lot of really. I've, the ones I've seen anyway have all been pretty darn excellent. I mean, uh, in one way or another. I mean, A Team is fun. I would call it a one time watch, but uh, um, but if you look at his other movies like Smoke and Aces, Narc, Boss Level, The Gray, um, good. I wish I had that pedigree. You know, yeah, it's a great pedigree under my belt right now. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's done a lot of TV as well. So which I've I've heard. Um, that that for a lot of people that work in the business now that that TV seems to be a, like a better like a more consistent paycheck. Oh yeah. Um, oh definitely. And, yeah, so that makes sense that like you know he's kind of just like picking his projects and then you know doing TV stuff in between you know on um and and kind of making his money that way between between. Yeah, I think you pretty much have to because I mean TV is so you know we're in the golden age of TV. There's so many TV shows you can always work. I think if you want to work on TV, where it's hard to get it movie off the ground because i think as we've talked about you you put on any newer movie and there's like 10 minutes worth of company credits that show up before the movie you know it's produced by this and 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 Grindstone. Yeah, Millennium. And they're the ones, and of course, Lionsgate. And, yeah. and there's all these other ones. So, yeah, to get a movie off the ground, I think you have to get, go to all these different production companies. And then we as a viewer sit there going, wow, this movie is produced by like 25 different people in some sort of massive consortium. You, you can't just produce a movie anymore, you know. It takes so yeah. long for the movie to start because you, you, first you hear a Lionsgate logo, you know, da da da. Yeah, da da da. And then the FBI warning. Then you have the the, the, the commentary doesn't reflect the parent yeah. company in yeah. English and French and Spanish. And, and then yeah. sometimes you'll have you know trailers. Then you have all the production company logos, and it's like half an hour later before the movie even starts. Yeah. you and can't skip through most of it. And then the movie starts, and there's more. There's 25 more companies. Maybe all going to be produced by Sir Emu just to go right to. Yeah. Oh my God, no. To, uh, <laughs> Have you ever seen that there was a family guy? Uh, oh, yeah, I know they, what you're talking did, about. Yeah, where like they're sitting there watching the movie, and it's just yeah. like every time they think the movie's starting, it's actually yeah. just a promo for another company. It's hilarious. It's like, oh, come on. It's like so great. <laughs> oh, this looks really good. Oh, no, it's, yeah, it's just a promo. <laughs> well, it's like, like the one for Scott Free, like the Ridley Scott brother or the Scott brothers. Like that has kind of a cool logo, and you think, oh, this would be like a cool movie. It's like, oh, wait, no, that's just the Scott Free logo. <laughs> 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 It's like a man with a broken arm panting productions. That's 
<laughs> yeah, and it's like this animated movie. It's like, hey, this looks pretty cool. It's like, oh wait, no, it's just like twenty seconds. Of it. Yeah, it's just it's just another production. Company. It's a great, it's such a hilarious bit. <laughs> yeah, because it's exactly what we're talking about here. It's I'm gonna like, look that up again. Laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but it, I, I would definitely recommend Boss Level, and and especially to you, Matt, if you haven't seen any Grillo, I think this, yeah. I mean, there couldn't be a better introduction to Grillo. So really perfect. I can fire up the Grillo for uh, for <laughs> yeah. the weekend. That'll be like the, the tie. That's a new thing. I love this. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's some other good people in it too, like Naomi Watts and Michelle Yeoh, and. Yeah. Um, and Gronk, Rob Gronkowski is in it. Yeah. Oh, we got. I always love Gronk in any. Gronk. So yeah, great cast. Good, good idea. I, um, I didn't. No spoilers. I don't want to spoil anything on that. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, a bunch of. I mean, there's also Quentin Rampage Jackson's in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need to just go to Hulu and press play. Yeah. Once you do that, you you'll be sucked in, and you'll like the movie. I mean, it only takes two buttons, and I just don't do it for some reason. So. Yeah, I think we said we're saying both before we started. I think this was supposed to go to the theater, but then you know, a certain a certain uh, thing happened. A certain thing happened. happened in the world, and then they kind of kicked it to Hulu. But it's it's theater ready. I mean, this could have gone to the theater. I mean, yeah. I think just it just so happens you have to see it on Hulu. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Well, I guess maybe that's a good place for us to wrap yeah. it up. But um, before we do, did you guys have anything you wanted to plug? Oh, I guess we can plug. Well, we have a podcast. Uh, I guess the Comeuppance <laughs> Reviews podcast, and then what is connected to the website, which is comeuppinterviews.net. And then Brett. Um, well, that's. I mean, we have all the social media sites. Yeah, it's and, all, uh, Twitter, Facebook, not MySpace. Um, <laughs> we're, we're not on Friendster anymore, but we. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you can catch or, us on our podcast or on comeuppancereviews.net. Um, and thanks for having us on. It was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, thank you very much. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you guys for. Yeah, thank you guys for coming. I think I think Ginty's one that I've been wanting to tackle for a while, and I think you you guys have also talked about wanting to do Ginty for a while. I think it's yeah. yes. that's kind of how it works with our shows, where it's like, okay, oh oh, we're gonna do Trimble one, you know, we'll do Trimble on our show, we'll do <laughs> Ginty on your show. Right. Kind of thing, like I only we, wanted to do Ginty with you because you you know the Ginty more beef stew. So that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, for that you. alone, I think uh, no, but I am glad you did this because I do that's think it, it not only was it a fun episode to do, but I do think he's a guy that's really worth talking about and you know shining a light on so i'm glad you picked him yeah it's under it's underrated dude so yeah. it's like yeah i think for people that like the kind of movies that we we like that like these kind of films i think ginty's one of those ones that maybe people don't come across as much as they probably should like maybe people were just getting into this kind of thing but like ginty is one that like i mean he's one that i really should be doing more i, I probably should get him in the hall of fame this fall as well like, he probably belongs there even if i haven't done a lot of his movies but um it's just there's something about his stuff like he's kind of one of the pioneers of this whole dtv yeah oh definitely an excellent point yeah, yeah, see, like yeah just once you once you watch out on bail and white fire and you know maybe one or two others i think you could definitely you know, promote him you get on the Ginty train. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, get, on, yeah. get on the Ginty. Get some, get some good Gintage in your system. Yeah, you get, <laughs> Gintage, you get some <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fire the grill. Get some Ginty more beef. So you'll be full. You'll be very satisfied with your meal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, perfect. Well, well, thank you guys again for coming yeah. on. And thank you very much. Uh, anytime. Anytime. We'll be back soon, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Not, not long for sure. And reverse. Yeah, we'll do it with the next. Yeah, you'll be back on for. You'll be back on our show. We'll be doing no subject, which this episode almost was until we got it back yeah, on track. Yeah, as insurance, then we've got the game. <laughs> exactly. I think we, we always well, end up with the, the no subject.
Yeah, yeah, but we ride in the ship and uh, we're taking it in for a landing, so I'll, I'll uh, let you do that. We'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We will, we'll catch up with you again soon. Bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.